The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Bang, bang, bang. Thing, thang, thoom. Do the damn thing, thang, thoom. Thing, thang, thoom. Iron Fist, season two, coming September. Nobody cares. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Hey. I still haven't watched season one. I still haven't done it. I'm Don't. Want- I, yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering, do I just load up the Netflix queue? Do I just scroll down and go season two, episode one? Because at least this time it looks like he has a big doofy yellow mask. Yeah, at least read like a recap or two of yeah, season one yeah. to get yourself primed for season two if you're going to watch it. But yeah, there's there's beyond really no Finn Jones is really bad at his job. That's yeah. Well, you know what? He course corrected a little bit in Luke Cage season two. Um, okay. He okay. showed up and was a lot more uh loose let's put it that way and a little 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 more um entertaining and between the defenders and his appearance in like an episode or two of luke cage uh, i'm like okay all right i'll I'll give season two a shot here i don't have high hopes but i'm gonna give it a shot i mean i've I've watched every every show they've put out on netflix so this will this shall be no different Honestly, in the world of Netflix, there's not much excuse to not watch things, uh, which means I have no excuse for having not watched the things that yeah. I haven't watched. But it's like all of it can become just audio visual wallpaper for your life. Just it's true. Throw it's true. On and just work your way. You still haven't watched Glow, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I know. I'm terrible. I am. Matt Groening's new show debuts this weekend too. Disenchantment. I, I've heard mixed things. Yeah. Some people were not super stoked, I'm but I also feel like. I, I feel like Futurama took some time to really get good. Nothing's um, gr- the first season of Simpsons was not great. Yeah, some good yeah. storylines, but overall, you know, they they didn't hit their stride really uh, until the yeah. second season kind of went off uh, a lot better. So yeah, plus also weird blacksmithers. Yeah, that 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 yeah. was weird. And Homer's voice wasn't really Homer's voice, and yeah. Uh, yeah, Dan Dan hadn't really found it yet. So yeah, you know what? I'll, I'm I'm gonna give it a shot because uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, it, it it's fun. netflix yeah maybe <laughs> not your, this slogan it's netflix yeah. what else Why the fuck not? yeah yeah uh this weekend's pretty stacked though i don't know if we're gonna have time to get much in this weekend between uh we got SummerSlam that's gonna be 15 hours mm-hmm. and takeover mm-hmm. on saturday night yeah another uh, three roughly ish uh, yeah, at least two and a half two and a half to three they've been going uh, and yeah. i'm okay with that 
Is this yeah. the first one starting early? I don't yes. recall. This, this is the first takeover starting early. And uh, okay. uh, just for you, OG538, uh, listening to uh, the the free feed. By the way, I'm Marty. That's Christoph. Uh, yeah. Rough podcast. Um, yeah, that's right. The intro says it. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, I, I just want to let you guys know the Patreon exclusive episode is going to be our predictions for SummerSlam yeah. and TakeOver uh, because – Let's be honest, you hear that in probably every other show going on this week. Yeah. Uh, we felt like this week they had a lot more news to talk about. But I will say this for the free feed. Uh, I'd like to give props to WWE Creative. They were in a rock and a hard place situation. Uh, Alistair Blackout with injury. And yeah. their response? Remake Who Shot Mr. Burns. Just us <laughs> every possible person to yeah. have taken him out in the parking lot. It's true. It's really it, it, it's it's exactly the same thing. They because I remember that summer when Who yeah. Shot Mr. Burns Part One aired, and yeah. they did the cliffhanger to the next season, and there were little you know commercials and vignettes. This huge ad campaign that ran you know at movie theaters and everything over the summer. Yeah. They showed you know vignettes of was it mo he has these you know motivations was it you know homer because he has these motivations was it smithers right. which everybody thought it was spoiler alert, it wasn't um but uh but yeah the alistair brack brack yeah alistair brack and um that that's that's a good gimmick it's, it, it is a shame because it would have given us uh, a bit of a, a freshness to the sure, Champa sure. Gargano bit, um, but kudos to them, like you said, for uh, putting some mystery around it, and two, not trying to shoehorn somebody in really quickly yeah. um, to make it different, and just going with what works, which is Gargano and Champa, and you know, with the way Champa has been uh, primo heel in the entire industry, mm -hmm. and uh, Gargano's kind of flirting with disaster in the dark side here, it's a really, still really compelling story, and I'm yeah. now the title's involved, so that's that's at least another wrinkle to it. Yeah, uh, and we'll we'll get more into it on the Patreon show. But one last thing I want to say about that bit, I'd like to give props to Hideo Itami for the greatest spot of his WWE career by tweeting, "Parking lot is dangerous." Well done, Hideo. Yeah, well done. That was bonus points for that one. Uh, so the last week's had a lot of shit happen in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, the day after we recorded the last episode, uh, first things first, to gloat, your boys are going to Madison Square Garden. Uh, for yeah. WrestleMania weekend this year, Ring of Honor, New Japan, the G1 Supercard completely sold out. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. We live in a world where a non WWE program and non mainstream wrestling show has sold out Madison Square Garden. Well, two of them, really. Well, fair to the two of them combined. <laughs> I well, and, and that's the thing. I know everybody wants to throw the caveats out there, and I get it. Yes, it is Mania weekend. Yes, there's 80,000 sure, people in that's town. That's why they booked it there. Right, exactly. That's called being smart. That's no, called it's good business. It's called going where the money is. Yeah. And the fact is, WCW, in all of their peak nature, never got to MSG. They never got to do it. Ring of Honor, in its, what, 16 years of existence, yeah. somehow found a way to do it even alongside new Japan. And, and that's just crazy and yeah. awesome. All at yeah, the same time. It, it is. And, and I'm, I'm excited for them and both companies for, you know, one for ring of honor of reaching that level and, and for new Japan for really, you know, continuing their infiltration of the United States uh, and, and as well, it should be because the product is on fire right now. Um, but just to throw another caveat out there uh, with yeah. the, w, the WCW comment, a lot of that was probably due to politics because sure. Vince had, Stranglehold 
on on the venue back in the day. I'm pretty sure they tried at least a couple times to get oh, in there. I have no doubt um, that they did. Uh, that that yeah. seemed to be Eric Bischoff's mo at a point. Not yeah. just let's win the war, let's you know twist the blade and and really stick it to Vince. I'm sure they tried any and every way they could. Uh, you know, I'm I'm curious. I kind of want to look this up to see. You know, Nitro was on a streak of sellouts for a really long time. I'm wondering yeah. how many of those sellouts were above the Mason Dixon line. Because that would be you know, interesting. Yeah. WCW is, uh, you know, it's 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 you know wrestling and uh, it, it's it, a southern it was, product. It is. It's a southern product, and you know, you think of all the times they were in Daytona and and all the stuff in in Georgia and North Carolina where you know the territory uh, was formed. Um, I'm I'm curious. I mean, I'm sure at that point, at the height of Nitro and NWO, they could have sold out the garden had they been allowed in there. But uh, oh, undoubtedly, I'm, undoubtedly. I'm, I'm just curious to see how many of um, the big draws of WCW at their peak were in the North as opposed to the South. That would be a fun yeah. thing to look up. Yeah, and and uh, just so, just something hit me. I'm sure someone uh, smarter than I could also look at the fact that in this modern age of WWE, everything seems to be moving south to Orlando just kind of weird mm -hmm. that's where a lot of the roster lives that's yeah. where the the performance center is that's where everyone's saying oh they should put uh the physical hall of fame here it, it's just kind of interesting that for the fed that was always known as new york yeah to be going to florida oh. don't know what that means but just something something to think about especially as uh you know the years get closer to a changing of the guard yeah, so and you know they so they sold out without a ton of no matches being announced and just yeah a not couple, a one just a couple performers being announced. Uh, really, Okada and Tanahashi were the only ones. Uh, Okada, Tanahashi, Naito, and Naito. Uh, then the day before, Bully Ray. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No I'm, disrespect to Bully Ray. No, no, no disrespect at all. But you know his his role in Ring of Honor is mid card at best. Yeah, and uh, I mean, yes, he has a, a, a tenured history in professional wrestling awesome. and a, a tenured history in excuse me history uh, in MSG. Mm -hmm. So you know it's cool that I get to go back to the Garden. Yeah. I have no doubt he'll be on the show in some form. I guess that that's going to be the the biggest question mark as we get closer to the show uh much like with all in uh we've all been sort of sold a bill of goods right now that we're hoping to be paid out on well yes uh, we know we know the top three stars of new japan are going to be there we also know it's a long road between now and april 2019 with a lot of people's contracts coming up yeah who knows what that card's going to be made up of i mean is it going to be uh, you know, all of your your top Bullet Club people like Cody, Young Bucks, Omega, or is it going to be Tanahashi versus Cheeseburger in front of 15,000? <laughs> I don't know. Both yeah. possibilities could happen. I'd be excited uh, for that match. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we I, found him. We found I, the guy. <laughs> I think I think a uh, I think a Bully Ray Naito match could be fun <laughs> it could it could naito proved uh with his match with jericho yeah. uh, you know he does a great brawl and jericho's another guy that's interesting is he's now going on social media throwing out free agent jericho for 2019 right. uh maybe he's working us all as he likes to do with his social media presence but maybe he's gonna show up in the garden maybe the garden is the place where he uh changes his word to vince and says hey i'll do the u.s show this time i don't know 
Yeah, a lot, a lot of wild cards, but you know, good, good on them. Good on Ring of Honor. Uh, good on New Japan. I'm happy for them. I'm, ha- I'm happy to be going. Uh, I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Marty, for taking time out of your uh, your busy workday to uh, procure us tickets. <laughs> hey, uh, you're you're welcome, sir. Uh, and I'm I'm just really stoked that uh, I, I've never been to Madison Square Garden. I, I've been in the shadow of it because Penn Station puts you out right oh, there, but I've yeah. never actually been in the hallowed halls so yeah I, I it is it is quite a thing to walk into i mean i've been there twice first time was for a rammstein concert back in mm-hmm. i think 09 which was awesome um and then the second time was for the hall of fame induction back at wrestlemania 29 mm-hmm. so it was a wrestling event but not a wrestling show yeah. so this would be my first wrestling show in the garden so uh i'm uh i'm, I'm excited for it i think you know they're gonna put together a card with the best talent that they have and the best talent available. And I'm sure there will be some surprises and I'm sure uh, it'll be something uh, very memorable for everybody. I'll start saving for all the merch. I'm probably going to buy when I'm up there. Uh, (laughs) Right. But uh, but yeah, it's good stuff. And you know, uh, with the success that is looming for all in, um, which was something kind of the same way. They're like, Hey, we're putting on this show. It's going to be this date at this venue. Here's a couple people announced. And then tickets sold out like that. It's kind of a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as the date is only a couple weeks away now for All In, uh, the card has pretty much been filled out with still some surprises being announced every now and then. But we got the big bombshell on uh, Sunday. Yes. And they announced w- what I believe will be at least the co-main event, if not the main event. And I had a conversation yeah. with my buddy Mark about which match is going to close this card. Yeah. Uh, but Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. the New Japan uh, IWGP heavyweight champion against yeah. Pentagon Jr., my fucking boy from south of the border. Yeah. So Miedo up in your uh, your V-triggered ass. I'm, I'm so fucking jacked for this match. <laughs> Basically, you could not have a match that we at the Rough House could be more excited for at yeah. this point. Uh, everyone was hoping when the six man tag got announced that this is the direction uh, that that this was going to go, that we we're going to see Omega uh, against Pentagon. It's the first time they've gone one on one. They've been on opposite sides of a six man tag in PWG in the past, but they've right. never faced off one on one. I think it's going to be interesting because their styles are aren't necessarily I don't want to say they're incompatible, but they're very different. They are, um, you know, uh, Omega being a very big finesse guy, uh, Pentagon being more of a brawler. But I mean, at the end of the day, when you have uh, flying knees going against package pile drivers, it's going to be a good time for everybody in the Windy City. Yeah. And you think about it, they're probably two of, if not the top two uh, non WWE wrestlers going mm-hmm. in the world right now. Um, they're definitely top five. I can make an argument for top two because I'm a Pentagon homer, but, yeah. um, but, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's getting me, uh, even more excited for all in. Um, and just, you know, they're doing a really good job. I think of, of, you know, squeaking out and releasing a little bit of information here and there, just keeping, keeping everybody talking about it by not just bombarding everything. Like this yeah. is what's going to happen. And then nobody talks about it until two weeks before they're, they're trickling out information and it's really good at keeping it on the top of everybody's minds that that's right now i will say chris on the, the subject of the main event mm-hmm. uh, i don't know oh, yeah. if it if it was nick jackson matt jackson one of the bucks and i also don't know if it was them working because this is sort of their mo yeah they had said to someone on twitter that the six-man tag will be the main event and oh. You know, on paper, I totally get it. Uh, it it's it's certainly a match that's going to hmm. be hard to follow. 
uh, yes. with so's Kenny and Pentagon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it could just be you know straight aces all the way through uh, with, with the main event side of the card. See, um, I was thinking that it would be Nick Aldis and Cody as the main event. Possibly because yeah. I know they're they're really trying to make this NWA um, championship mean something, and what better mm-hmm. way than to have it headline uh, this pay per view? But I feel like, and this is no disrespect to to Magnus or Cody, um, but you know, if you're going to follow that six man tag and Kenny and Pentagon, I, I really don't think you know it will be a different kind of match between those two. Sure, but I really don't sure. see it, you know, having that kind of fire to close out a card like that. Right. I, I, I appreciate Cody a lot. Uh, Magnus is a guy who's in ring work. I'll just be honest. I'm not that familiar with, I, I never really watched him in, in TNA impact or anything like that. Uh, all I really can tell you is he's the NWA world champion and he's Mr. Mickey James. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got on him. Um, but my understanding is he is not going to be the type of guy delivering, um, that smart favored type of match. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's he's not in it for the the Dave Meltzer stars. He's he's in it, uh, you know, to be a, a sports entertainer. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying yeah. that as a criticism. It's just that's his style. Uh, so for that to be headlining in uh, a show that is meant for the hardcores could be kind of weird. But agreed. On paper, it's the only. Uh, well, it's not the only any longer. It was the only title match. Um, now, of course, we're also getting Ring of Honor defense. Uh, yes, Jay Lethal will yeah. defend against the winner of the uh, fifteen-person battle royal on yep. the uh, the zero-hour pre-show, um, which is going to air on WGN America. And so, is it also going to be available to us via fight? Uh, it well? has. It has not been clear. It has not been clarified. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, uh, I would assume it will be, and I right. think it would behoove. Uh, yes. uh, the guys at, at all in uh, Cody and the Bucks to not necessarily promote that because you want to pop the TV rate. Sure, sure, but sure, I'm sure. I'm sure akin to you know the kickoff show on the network. If you put fight on early, it'll probably be streaming right at 6 p.m. and you can watch it all live. Yeah, I don't, don't know that miss, for sure. I don't want to miss Briscoes because I love me some Briscoes. Yeah, and well, my well, girl Jordan Grace in that battle royal. Exactly. Well, <laughs> what I will tell you is, is, is your boy Martin has WGN America. So okay, uh, good man. That was my next question. Yes, yes. We're we're okay, we're covered no matter All right. what. All right. And Billy Gunn, Kip Sop, just announced uh, for, for this battle royal as well, as well as the machine Brian Cage, Mister Get um, My Shit In himself. Yes, that's right. There's gonna be. I don't. I don't know. If this may be the first time that, uh, aside from like a PWG show, that uh, that Cage and Omega are both on the same card because both of them get the dun, 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 chance or claps yeah. uh, going one because you know the cleaner Terminator gimmick and then oh, yeah. Brian Cage the fucking machine. So uh, so yeah, that'll be that'll be fun and interesting. Um, I I just want to see Jordan Grace deadlift suplex brian cage i think that's what we're all in for this one i'm all yeah i'm all i apologize in advance to your walls (laughs) yes yes exactly (laughs) i'll bring the sham wow (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah all in's looking like a killer card uh the addition of billy gunn surprising uh, i'll be honest Uh, i mean he hey he was on the first uh new japan us shows as well for some yeah undiscernible reason um 
So maybe maybe he has blackmail photos of the young bucks. Maybe that's what it all boils down to. Cool. Cody know. Cody wrote something nice about how you know <clears throat> how good of a performer he was and stuff like that. So I'm sure that you know obviously that's where that relationship came from. Yeah. So you know that's fine. I, I I got no beef with Billy Gunn. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have no beef either. But I can tell you who has beef: the internet with Mr. Dave Meltzer. Oh man. Man, you're really good at these segues. I, I try. I try. Yes, yes. Um, I, I I was thinking about on on my my way home this evening before recording how much we wanted to get into this um, because uh, is it is there a possibility? And you know what? I think my boy Joey Samoe is with me on this. Is there a possibility that all parties in this are wrong? <sighs> Not equally. Not equally, not equally, but for for those who missed it, I, I will present it in the context that the rest of the world found out about it. Okay. So last week there was an episode of uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, which is the podcast of the Wrestling Observer, hosted by Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer, if you're joining us for the first time, is basically the journalist in professional wrestling, right. hands down. Uh, a segment of that was taken out of the show and shared on Twitter. And in that segment, uh, Dave Meltzer was talking about Peyton Royce. Yeah. And he was talking about how her body has changed from NXT to the main roster. And what he said was she's gotten bigger. That segment was clipped. Yeah. Posted on Twitter. Peyton Royce was tagged in it. Peyton Royce responded Right. Clearly not happy, saying something about, oh, you would have me starve myself, yeah. etc. And then basically the entire WWE roster spent most of Wednesday evening shitting on Dave Meltzer. Yes, this is correct. And then not just them. I mean, uh, people from other oh, organizations, he, Twitter. Exactly. As a whole. Yeah. Uh, poor Dave's uh, mentions were uh, probably very, very vicious and visceral over the past uh, 48 hours. Yes. Um, yes. And the thing you brought up, which I think is very important to discuss, is context. One hundred percent, and 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 that's that's the key here. Uh, as as someone who, like most of you listening, uh, I was was an M in internet smart, uh, but my my first way of finding out about backstage gossip was not the Observer. That's what the people in the know read. But that's not what everyone else read. It was right. your Lords of Pain, your yeah. Cage Side Seats, your OneWrestling.com, your PW Insider. Because, yeah, yeah uh, because those aren't behind paywalls. And what you learn over enough time is everybody's quoting Dave Meltzer. They're saying in the yeah. Observer Newsletter he said this. In, in the radio show he said that. Much like we're doing right now. Exactly. And then once I finally decided to subscribe, because they do like, you know, 99 cent months and other random stuff, I learned there's a lot of shit that that he says and talks about in the context of those quotes that are completely cut out. Right. And to the point of what was said, I will say this. Calling her bigger is not a cool thing to say. That's fucked up. If you have the entire context, it illuminates it better, even if it's still a bad look. Yes. Because the conversation in in the aggregate, in the whole, 
was about how <laughs> was about how women in the WWE have to live up to these unrealistic standards once they get to the main roster. Right. And that comment was meant as a poke at the fact that in case you haven't noticed, Peyton Royce had had her brace had her breasts done. Yes. And sort of in the Dave Meltzer in way, because that dude just throws a lot of words at you and, and it, it takes many hours to understand his word salad, but I feel like I'm in a good place with it now uh, where he's basically trying to poke at what WWE standards are, i.e. they would not push her unless she got breast implants. Right. Out of context, though, it just sounds like Dave's saying she got fat. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, and if that, here's, it, it's, 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 like it's, I said, it's, it's, it's a no-win situation. It is, it is, and, you know, Dave, like you said, is a very stream-of-consciousness sort of guy, he just, you know, he, he's like, he's the wrestling Robin Williams, okay, you just have yes. somebody say a topic, and then he'll just go off and talk about it for 15 minutes without and stopping. And he knows so much, and it's, it's he scary, does. It's he does. scary. And, you know, with that sort of thing um, in a politically correct climate uh, yes. and atmosphere and business and stuff like that, uh, it's hard to stop and think about what you're saying before you say it. Uh, I'm sure if he could go back, um, he wouldn't have brought up anything physical right. Right. with appearance at all. And he could have avoided this whole hullabaloo. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it wasn't a good look. It was probably misinterpreted by the majority of people. And then if the, they even listened to the original clip in the first place, didn't. I'm, right. guaranteeing, I'm guaranteeing at least 60, 70% of them did not. Right. Um, so they're just, you know, it, it's, that's the age we're in. We're in the age of, right. of sound bites and quotes on tweets and retweets and likes and shares and stuff like that. And it's just this little, this little nugget that is salacious and that's what's shared and outrage uh, ensues. And yeah, um, yeah it, it, it's a shame. The whole thing shouldn't have been brought up. Um, do I feel like he really deserved the piling on that he got? Maybe not to the level that he did. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot of mansplaining to be done as, as we just did. Right, exactly. And, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, this is another one of those instances, much like when we were talking about uh, the, the meaningfulness or perhaps lack thereof of the women's evolution pay-per-view. Uh, you know, uh, you and I are 30-year-olds, 30-ish white men. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't necessarily have the 100% accurate perspective to properly present here. Hell no. Plus, there's double standards all over the place. You right. Know? You know, what if he, you know, this is one of the arguments always floating around. Well, he says that about Kevin Owens and then and, and Dash yeah. and Dalton getting beer bellies all, you know, and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, there's a double standard. And no, it's not fair. But yeah. again, but this in, is in, society. In, that, in that same regard, you know, he is a guy who is supposed to be uh, a journalist about the business side of this. And if you're trying to tell me that WWE as a business, and again, this doesn't make what he says right. I'm not, I'm not like, standing hard for Dave Meltzer here. I, I'm just saying, if you're trying to tell me that WWE does not go, they're talented, but they don't have the look, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. It's 1,000% the look first and the talent second. And yeah. for those who choose to play that game, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I can't take that away from them because that's that's what they've chosen to do in their chosen vocation. Mm -hmm. Um 
but also in the same regard, when you had everyone sort of piling everyone from the WWE, let's take away away the Twitter sphere because that's just people who will jump on a cause because it's fun. Yeah. Um, When you just look at WWE talent for them to be like, how dare you fat shame and all these things. And then fucking Tuesday night's opening segment was all about Carmella talking about how she has a great body and Becky Lynch and Charlotte don't. Yeah. You can say <laughs> she you can say she's getting heel heat, but it doesn't change the fact that it's a body shaming angle. So yeah. especially like, off the bullying angle they did with Naya and Alexa a couple months ago that lasted a couple months. Right. That was that was terrible. They they've done questionable things themselves, but it's under the the guise of entertainment and bad guys doing bad people things. They yeah. have to the be a star thing and, and all that sort of stuff to counter it. Um but yeah, it's 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 just shitty. I don't yeah. know, man. It, it, it doesn't make it right. It doesn't mean that Dave Meltzer shouldn't have, excuse me, uh, thought through his words, said something else, maybe not have pointed that out because it is a cheap shot. But in that same regard, there's blood on a lot of people's hands, and we can't act like, you know, th- that WWE is innocent of any of this, right? And she and, got a boob job, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and hey, I, I'm not going to shame that. If if that's what she wanted for her physique and she feels good about it, cool. I'm for it. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's, a, she's a pretty lady with an Australian accent. I'm into it. I'm yeah, there. yeah, she's she was gorgeous in NXT. She's gorgeous on the main roster. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I wish they would do more with them. Um, and maybe you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, it was just a, you know, it was just a really bad. There was, was a lot of hate. And a lot of um, disgust, yeah. whether put on or real, going around. It's just a, it's just a lot of negativity, um, which yeah. you know is pretty much Twitter's mo these days. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> un- unfortunately, I much prefer when we as wrestling fans can come together and be excited about something, like most of us were on Monday, because we got a one-two punch of the God best damn. married couple in professional wrestling. Goddamn! As Renee Young yep. made her debut on the WWE Raw commentary table. And if you aren't thinking there are conversations happening at Stanford right now about making that full time, I think you're crazy because she was great. She was really, really good. I was very happy that one, she was given the opportunity because if any, any woman on that uh, commentating team of which it's her and a bunch of interchangeable brunettes, um, she definitely deserved it. And she really held her own. She's, she's quick. She's, uh, she's real um, good at throwing, you know, garbage back at Corey Graves and his, mm-hmm. uh, in his heel persona when he does there. And um, even, even with Michael Cole, you know, she, she bounced off of both of them really well. You could tell that, um, you know, I feel like she was a little apprehensive a little bit at times. Um, and maybe as a lot of people point out, she did yell, Oh, at every big maneuver a lot, sure, sure. Uh, but that's, you know, that's something that will come over, uh, you know, more time behind the mic. It's a, you know, it's a, it's crutch something. And it's just a natural reaction really too, when you're watching, you know, this, this amazing oh, maneuver be, undoubtedly. be pulled out. So uh, overall I was, I was very impressed and very happy and would not be very surprised if somewhere down down the line um if michael cole ever decides to uh to you know put the headset away that graves can you imagine a two-person booth with uh renee young and Corey graves i think it'd be great i i think it'd be fantastic i've i've long said about renee young both uh in private and on this show that she is one of the best 
um, uh, uh, people to introduce the WWE product yeah. to the rest of the world. The the level of passion, interest, and and sort likability. of likability, yeah, and, and genuine likability that she has, like when they're doing the pre-show segments and that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, you can't just find that, right? She, she comes off as knowledgeable. She comes off as a fan of the product, but more importantly, it feels approachable and real, which Genuine, yeah. you don't really have with a lot of uh, the idiots they throw in the booth these days. Oh uh, yeah. Of yeah. which there are many. Yes. We need to get uh, Justin in that gig. Yeah, we do. And speaking of Justin, uh, props to you, OG538 for pointing out how much Justin looks like the returning Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Pop it up <laughs> end of Raw this week. Dean's looking good. Dean He's found the good. gym uh, on his recovery yeah. from his what, his shoulder, elbow, something, arm surgery, I think. Uh, right? Bicep. 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 Yeah, that's in yes. the arm. I was right. Yeah. Point, uh, point to Chris. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he really hit the. Uh, he, he looked looking a little swole. Yeah, um, swole patrol he, indeed. He cut the the crazy stupid hair. He looks. Mm -hmm. uh, he looks serious serious ass kicking dean ambrose not yeah wacky run your over with a hot dog cart dean ambrose um and you know they wwe put out a photo earlier today of like him in uh in like jeans and that's it no no uh no wife beater yeah like, at the physique now look like he had a little bit of a six-pack happening there so if that's the dean ambrose we get when he gets in the ring then uh i'm i'm ready to be impressed and ready to be back on his train and not do the just, just cut the stupid rebound clothesline. I'm begging you, <laughs> fucking begging you. I, I would be surprised if he dropped it. I know that uh, the other guy I was known for, Nigel McGuinness, that's how he fucked up his bicep uh, many, yeah. many times. So I wouldn't be shocked if he decides to switch it up. But uh, do look good, do look hungry, do look ready. And uh, yeah, he was feeding uh, up that crowd. That crowd was hot most of the yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. But uh, straight up Jesus pop for him at the end of the night. <laughs> God damn. Um, I mean, it, him and Braun. Braun got a really huge yeah up too yeah yeah but um, ambrose yeah when that when that guitar thing hit yeah, yeah. and that place came unglued yeah uh and and i'm glad to see him back and, and hopefully knock on every available piece of wood uh between his return and the presumed ending of the roman reigns brock lesnar thing at SummerSlam, maybe we'll we'll see uh, the Shield mixing it up in the, the main events uh, with and against each other in the not too distant future. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, as I think uh, Buddha pointed out on our Facebook page earlier, Raw is in need of big uh, baby faces. Um, so oh. Dean Ambrose coming back is huge. Um, but you know, uh, there's still a part in my mind that um, could see. Dean turning on Seth at uh, SummerSlam after Seth uh, either wins or doesn't win the Intercontinental Championship. I feel like that's something that's something that's been percolating in my mind ever since Monday, and I think it's a possibility there. It's definitely a possibility, but I do think it is time to start, uh, you know, shifting in these full-time guys into the main event scene on Raw, and it seems there's a similar feeling internally because uh, earlier today. There was an interview posted over on Sports Illustrated with Seth Rollins, and uh, he was uh, thrown out uh, a question of something I didn't even know was was a possibility. Uh, guy from Sports Illustrated said, there's a rumor that at WrestleMania, it's going to be Roman Reigns versus The Rock. When you hear that, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Seth says, I'd like it to be Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. 
Sports Illustrated guy says, what about Seth Rollins versus Rock? And Seth said, that's cool, too. Don't get me wrong. I love Rocky. <laughs> you think he's great. Love everything he's done for this business. But my gut, my first instinct says we don't need him. We don't need him. If we are not the guys who can main event WrestleMania, then how are we ever going to be the Rock? How are we ever going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin? We can't hold on to these guys forever. We just can't. To me, let's do Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns before we do Seth Rollins, The Rock. That's me. Well, that's not just you, buddy. Because yeah, we're, we're right there with you. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm right there with him as well. But he speaks a very eloquent point. The reason why The Rock got to become The Rock was there was no one else. Yeah. The reason why Steve Austin became Steve Austin was there was no one else. You didn't see them. You didn't see them saying, hey, let's bring in Hogan for one one shot. I mean, yes, later there was the return run and what have you, but it, that wasn't the idea. It wasn't let's put Ric Flair into the main event and give him a run with the title. Right. It, it wasn't let's throw out fucking Brutus the Barber Beefcake because he's available. But that's how it feels like a lot of times the main event of WWE is. Do, do we remember this guy? Cool. Let's give him one last run with the belt and pair him up with a guy that we hope will get over despite never winning anything. Also, counterpoint, uh, these guys that we're holding on to are holdovers from the Attitude Era, which yeah. is the, the height of pro wrestling popularity um, and also the, 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 the era that everybody holds so, so dear because everybody's our age and we were that's what we remember growing up uh, yeah. in our formative years. Um, you know, Brutus the Barber Beefcake was, was not, you know, the rock. Uh, <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt. I'm just saying if in 1997, that, uh, that's the closest thing I can think of. No, oh, I, I, I agree. No, I, Here's I agree. Don Morocco. <laughs> the model Rick Martel makes his return to the garden. Right, right. Just like, why? Why? You know, it, when you really sit and think about it, what an odd choice to go. You know what we need to do? The guy from 15 years ago, let's whip his ass back into shape and throw him out there so we can get one last run. It feels very, uh, uh, very much the opposite of how pro wrestling is supposed to work. Well, I, and I think it's mostly a WrestleMania problem because WrestleMania has become it's kind of transcended itself. Yeah. Whereas it was the Super Bowl of pro wrestling in that it was the greatest competitors squaring off. And yeah. now it's become this huge media circus and this yeah. entertainment property and everything. And you want it, to get as many a, eyes as possible on it. So you want these yeah. big returning stars to put extra eyes on it. And I get it. It's business. Yeah. However, um, it, it's, it's like Seth said, it's taken away spots from these guys, you know, that are in uh, there, that are there every day, uh, week in, week out, you know, putting on these matches for people's enjoyment, you know, doing house shows and stuff like that. Meanwhile, you got, you know, uh, Dwayne coming in off in between movies to do a, you know, a headlining match at WrestleMania. That doesn't need to headline mm. WrestleMania. You can have The Rock at WrestleMania, have him come out and do like the, I think really a perfect example was the one at 31 in, um, in, in Santa Clara when he yeah. came out and with the Rousey thing and trip trips and stuff like that's a good use for somebody like that. Or like the legends thing in Dallas where, you know, Stone Cold and um, and Foley and Sean came out and, and stunned uh, the New Day or wherever the fuck it was. Yeah. Um, that That's that's how you use those guys. You don't need yeah. to put them in marquee main event matches because then you're never going to get to the level where these guys are like that because they don't have the opportunities to. Question. Yeah. Would WWE 
be well set to make WrestleMania a multiple night event. And, and here's what I'm thinking here. I think I know where you're going with this. So the Sunday night show, that's the Super Bowl of wrestling. Uh-huh. That's when you have those big matches you know all year we've built to seth rollins versus roman reigns or the miz versus daniel bryan or you know the guys who are supposed to be the main eventers yeah going against each other but the night before on saturday why not make that almost uh the way slamboree used to be for wcw where it's like here's a night of celebrating those names here's a night of celebrating those talents the ones that can still go put them out there bill goldberg wants one last match put him out there it becomes yeah. like the masters almost in golf where you have this this night before show where you see these guys yeah they haven't wrestled in 10 years but they still got that drive they still got ability and they train all year for that one night and then they just do it as you know this this nostalgia card basically yeah, no, I, I I like that idea. I don't think they would ever do it. Uh, oh, undoubtedly, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I like that idea because you know, one, you get to stretch out uh, everything a little bit a lo- little bit longer. Um, maybe you do the uh, NXT on Friday and then right. Thursday do the Hall of Fame or something like that. Or really, you could well, no, the Hall of Fame is is too different to, to incorporate that with right, the Saturday. Right. Sort of show because the Hall of Fame has become an overblown thing uh, as it is. They need to, like they need to like start cutting off microphones on that fucker. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they need to start handling it like the Oscars do, where it's like yeah. after so many minutes they just start playing you off. But I mean, it, it it's interesting because I, I it just hit me like the WWE slogan right now is then now forever. Right, and right. It, it feels like it feels like. If this were proposed, oh, you could have a weekend that is then now forever, you know, because you'd have the new generation of NXT, the old generation and those who are making the impact now. But it feels like instead we're getting then now forever because these guys are going to be on the roster then now and forever. And we have no fucking way to escape it. I know. I know. And Brock is certainly a part of that um, problem. Um, So and right. But you know, I, like I said, I, I think you can have a Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania. I just don't think it needs to be A for the title and B in the main event. Just yeah. have him come out there, be, his, uh, be the sideshow freak that he is, earn his millions of dollars, and, you know, let him go and fight uh, whoever the fuck he wants to fight in UFC. You know, it's just it, – it, it's become – WrestleMania has just become something different than what it was. And it's 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 kind of a shame, and it's kind of, I guess, just the evolution of the industry – uh, to to a certain That's a extent. mystery to me. It is. It is. So yeah, it's it's it, it's it's a bummer. But uh, long story short, we both agree with you, Seth. Uh, yeah, it's a plus six stars comment uh, right there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, anything else major happen on Raw that you wanted to talk um, about? Between we and- had uh Rousey and Ember or uh, Ember Moon and Alexa Bliss had a fun little match. Yeah, they did to start they off did. the show, and you know, kudos to them for not starting Raw off with Kurt Angle coming down to the ring and, you know, giving a recap of the last week. Yeah, the was, standard 20-minute promo party. Yeah, you know, it, it was still a really long promo at the beginning, but it came from Rousey. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell she's getting a little more comfortable yeah. being on the mic, and there was some... Uh, I don't know how I felt about them kind of working the death of Jim, the Anvil Neidhart into selling this feud. That it was, wasn't, that it wasn't was overt, weird. but it was, it was, it was there and it was a little icky. 
Yeah, uh, it's how, not, how they turned it into this feud. WWE uh, is carny to the core. They can say they're not wrestling all they want, but yeah. they they know how to milk a death for money. I mean, hey, Truck Monkeys did their job. That promo package about the life of Jim Neidhart. Great. So great, especially knowing how little time they had to put it together. Yeah, like eight hours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not really wonderful. But hey, there was a bat. So there was that. Oh, yeah, the bat. The bat was funny. And, you know, the, the Rousey thing, uh, the, well, won the match with Alexa Bliss and Ember Moon was fun. Yeah. Uh, Rousey got to get in there and, and get her shit in on the security guards as well as Alicia Fox and uh, try to get it in on uh, Bliss as well. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. And that was good build up to the match. Um, we also had, what do we have? We had possible Corbin and Tyler Breeze. Maybe that's mm -hmm. just because I'm a big Tyler Breeze fan. Um, but that was nice to see him, you know, get to showcase some of what he can do. Uh, we had a really good segment between Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. And yeah. this was, I, th I think, one of Reigns' best performances um, out there on Mike, you know, trying to, you know, put over a match and himself and, and, and Lesnar all at the same time. And Heyman, obviously always you know he's he's batting 857 you know <laughs> <laughs> he's doing really well with promos he doesn't he doesn't swing and miss often and yeah. his performance was also really good and and reigns showed a little bit of range um in in his reactions to Heyman's proposal yeah. and um when when he started speaking samoan the stuff that his father uh, reigns his father taught him writing uh right from back in the day that was that was some good stuff yeah, I, I agree. Um, I will say the fact that we couldn't have before Mania that that definitive hint that we might see an alliance yeah. between the two, that they yeah, had to yeah. do the pepper spray bit. I was just like, ah, you had me on the hook for what could have been uh, a really interesting angle. And then you what? just gave me that. I I don't know. I, I I, I wouldn't have minded the tease to extend into SummerSlam itself. So you're, you're interpreting it as a long con and not a, uh, a a reunion after last week's events? Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. I, I, I would have really just... I, I felt like they kind of shot their shot there a little too soon. Um, but yeah. that's that's just me. Uh, and, and you know, uh, if you disagree, at send Ted Cruz on Twitter. That's... <laughs> Usually, every time you do that, <laughs> that's, that's a username to reach out to. Just let them know. <laughs> the Tell worst. them how you're feeling. Um, uh, what else happened? We had a uh, oh, oh, we're getting an Elias concert at SummerSlam. Look, guys, I like Elias. You're gonna make me not like Elias. <laughs> Who wants to walk with Elias? I do. Why couldn't you just do something, uh, let him do a show, record it for the network, and that's fine. Look, SummerSlam... Or give him an actual match with Bobby Lashley on the card. It'll turn into that. Come on. Who oh, are we I know it again? will. I know it will. But <laughs> Jesus Christ. This Look, show has like 75 matches. There are 13 announced matches as of Thursday evening. Jesus uh, fuck. And that's not to say things can't change in between now and Sunday afternoon. I'd I evening. I watched three G1 shows last weekend, and I have a feeling collectively it's going to feel shorter than Mania will. <laughs> SummerSlam. Or, sorry, yes. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Christ. Uh, so, yeah. Um, a lot, uh, I don't know. 
uh, Elias, I, I, I really, I want to, I want to stay on the, on the, on the train with him. But you need to have him one wrestle and two win uh, to yeah. make me really continue to care. The gimmick's fine. The segments go a little bit too long. I feel like you maybe, oh, yeah. you know, cut, chop a couple minutes off it, do the whole less is more thing. But I'm sure it'll turn into a match against Lashley because man. Lashley's not on the card as of right now. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people who are surprised that they're not on the card. But, it, I mean, it's just – it's the nature of the beast. you got to throw it all together, and and, and that's yeah. – excuse me. That's that's where we land, fortunately or unfortunately. Um, We're getting a tag match at SummerSlam because yeah. uh, the Revival pretty much had the championships won but uh, weren't paying attention mm-hmm. to uh, getting tagged out or who was a uh, legal man. Um, so that was ha- that's happening against the B team on the pre-show as well. Um, so that was that you know it was a fun tag team match. Triple Threat tag team match on Raw. I enjoyed it. The uh, revival did a um, tribute to uh, yeah, yeah. A tribute to the Anvil there. So that was that was nice. Although Bully Ray had some beef with it for it not being used as a finisher. Um, come on, man. <laughs> uh, what what do you make of the Matt Hardy tweets? Do you think they're just done with the leaders of worlds? Do you think he's taking some time away? Do you think he's wrapping it up? What, what do you know. think? I mean, he, he looked tired. Yeah. On, in that, yeah. in that match. And man, that suplex spot to the outside was awesome. Um, yeah. it's scary simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure. What I, I to take over the scary side of that personally. Um, yeah. Because, you know, both he and Bray tweeted out cryptic messages about, you know, thanking each other and and then, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, either moving on or whatever's going to happen. You know, Matt has said that his what pelvis is fusing to his his back to his back. That's not where you want to be. No, no, that's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. No. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I, I would say, you know, Matt got to do what he wanted to do with this return. I know it's only been a year. But he got to come back. He and Jeff a little got over to, a year. Yeah, year and a uh, third. He he and Jeff won the tag belts. Yeah. He got to do uh, a broken Hardy segment on Raw, uh, a huge chunk of Raw, no less. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what more boxes can be checked. At the same time, broken Matt. I think that right there is a sign to uh, if I'm a Kenny Omega, if I'm a Young Buck, if I'm uh, Cody. Uh, that's what happens when you sign. Yeah. You look, you know, over a year ago, a year and a half ago, that WrestleMania weekend where they popped up and surprised the world. Look at how popular the Hardys were. Yeah. And look at them now. And it's not through a lack of effort from either guy. Yeah. You can point and say Jeff blew out his shoulder or whatever, uh, and got another DUI because, <laughs> you know, Jeff that's Hardy. Good, yeah. But that didn't even really hinder his push or anything. He still no. pushed relatively uh, heavily on SmackDown. But, you know, the, the the things that made that so unique, we got to see it once. Yeah. And that's it. And kind of a shame. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure for Matt, he and uh, he and Jeff both probably wanted to have at least one last run. And you can't say this one has been anything but successful, even if it oh, wasn't, yeah. you know, as as much of a, a world-changing moment as we all thought it might have been. And I'm sure it was uh, lucrative uh, oh, for undoubtedly. their, their piggy banks as well. So, you know, and he, if this is a uh, Matt's uh, Swan Tan song, <laughs> if I will, if I may. <laughs> Well done. Well done. I, I got the segues. You handle the Natalie Portman toes. Solid work. Um, so uh, SmackDown this week. Uh, it's a big go home show. Um, 
Not I, a ton I, of note. Yeah, uh, Sanity is really starting to feel like a bunch of nothing. I got to be honest. It's a shame. It really is because they yeah. were they were they were a force in NXT, which is what we say about a lot of people who come up from NXT. Yeah. Um, you know, Killian Dane, bless his heart. I'm not sure if this was you know just him trying to do damage control or uh, or if it's true or not. But he said him coming out in a singlet was his idea. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I like I like you, Big Damo, but I'm not sure I'm buying yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like you looking like uh, what's his name, Sweetums, the big hairy Muppet. Is that is that his name? Uh, all I know is Sweetums is the uh, the candy manufacturer from, uh, from Parks and Rec. Bobby Newport, Newport's family. Maybe someone in the OG538 can confirm that. I'm just picturing the big brown walking Muppet. Um, that's that's who Damo is in the world of professional. No, wait, it was Sesame Street. Um, he was a, a mammoth, a dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm kind, not of a, with them. kind of a shame because again, NXT world beaters, main roster. Uh, how'd you feel about that main event segment with AJ and Joe? <laughs> it was interesting. I don't. I feel like it didn't really work. Well, no. Make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you doing all this this late into the into yeah. the game? I mean, the match yeah. has already sold itself. Yeah, Why man. Can't you just have Joe I, go out there, wipe his ass with an AJ Styles T-shirt, and that's it. I mean, Christ! You, you, didn't, this you didn't need to sell me. Object. Well, no, Nia Jax isn't around. Then. No, <laughs> She's not on SmackDown. <laughs> that's so stupid. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, it it felt it felt a little flat. I mean, AJ, you know, fired up AJ is good AJ, but that was yeah. that was post show. That was like posted online. The the whole fired up. Exactly. Like the actual, the, best part. the actual angle part, yeah, we had to watch on YouTube. Yeah. Instead, we're getting uh, Samoa Joe's letter from not quite Claire Lynch. Fuck that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, this match didn't need that. It just yeah. really all you had to say was the match was signed, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm stoked for yeah, this match. Exactly. I am. But this didn't do it any favors. AJ has a title and Samoa Joe has to punch his way through him to get to it. I mean, yeah. that's that's all I need. I'm yes. there. I'm sold. Yes, you have my money. $10 yeah. a month and I'll probably buy a t-shirt the next time one's on sale. Exactly. You know, come on. Um, And then what else? There was a, uh, was there another tag match or something? Bludgeon Brothers beat up three jobbers. Yeah, um, they did. It was New Day Insanity. Um, oh, the... uh. The Rusev uh, and Lana against CN and Zelina Vega. I'm I'm actually pretty stoked for this because um, I think when you have Rusev and CN in there, especially, it's going to be really fun. And Rusev seems to be leaning into the babyface side of things, which is something that's about uh, a year overdue. Yeah, um, so yeah. it's about time they finally got around to doing that. Yeah, uh, who who would have thought that the guy that was over a year ago could still be over today? But uh, here we are. I, unfortunately, though, as much as I love Rusev and CN, uh, there, there's an old adage about uh, when you mix five pounds of ice cream and five pounds of manure, you get 10 pounds of manure. I have a bad feeling about this tag match. It's, it's uh, you know, I know Zelina yeah. Vega is really good at uh, head scissors and, and Rana's. And not being together with Austin Aries anymore and totally blowing up a spot on Twitter. How did I miss that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't even remember what dumb shit Austin Aries said uh, that caused her to, to say this, but she popped up and she's like, we're not together anymore. We have not been together for a very long time. Oh, dang. Yeah, I was like, all right. Dang, I didn't even know that was a thing. 
Yeah. Well, I guess I'm out of the loop on that, but but only yeah. in all scenarios, at least for a little bit. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Dang indeed. Dang so so indeed. yeah, that was uh that was SmackDown. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. How, we're probably running close to an hour, but I want to talk yeah. about this little G1 here. Yeah. Because uh, what what did you see of the the final three Budokan shows? I saw two matches. That was okay. all I had time for. One okay. was uh, Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi. Yeah, which was one that I felt I could not miss. And then I watched the finals of Ibushi and Tanahashi. Okay. Um, and wow, uh, Kota Ibushi is an amazing pro wrestler. Oh my uh, god, he's <laughs> he's insane. So goddamn good. Uh, I reliable and crazy talented. I will say, if you can go back and watch the Okada uh, Tanahashi match, okay, um, because uh, it's it's a really smart match. Uh, that was the A Block Finals. I guess we could say spoilers now. Some people are weird about spoilers for New Japan, but <laughs> whatever. A week. It, it's been a week. Uh, they did a thirty minute draw, and and, oh. the whole, and the whole thing was if it went to a draw, Okada wouldn't be able to advance. So like when they when the ref starts saying how much time it, or not the ref the ring announcer starts saying how much time is left, they're like just throwing bombs and trying to, to awesome. make anything work. So really smart match, and also adds to the story that uh, in this current age, Tanahashi has been unable to pin Okada. So uh, well, I, I, I thought that, I thought that was really clever booking. Uh, but yeah, Abushi Omega. Um, I did not get to watch the entire match because okay. uh, it was Saturday morning and, and I was out of town this past weekend, but it was uh, basically the time I got out of the shower Saturday morning, opened up new Japan world <laughs> on the iPad and uh, Holy fuck. Yeah. Those guys laid into each other. Oh my God. Uh, they, I, I think it was a Bushi who had said in an interview, he's scared about them having a match uh, again, talking about the ones they had six years earlier yeah. because you thought if they did, they would kill each other. They came damn close. Man, I'll tell you that uh, that standing moonsault in landing double knees on the opponent's chest that yeah. Ibushi did to both Omega and Tanahashi is so brutal yeah. uh, to watch. And you know, Omega Omega was really aggressive mm -hmm. in this match. He was mm -hmm. uh, like he was tossing his his golden lover around. Yeah, yeah, you can tell these guys had been wanting to do this match for some time. And what I thought was smart was that it, it felt like there's still more in the tank for both of them. Yeah, that that if they choose to, and, and based on the way you know G1 tends to work, I'm sure we will see a, another match for the IWGP title because Abushi did pin the champion. Um, I, I thought it was a great match, a brutal match. It's raised the stakes of the G1 this year. Yeah. And it also did a really, really great job of saying, hey, if these two throw down again, it's a can't miss match. Yeah, and it's one of those occasions where I'm not upset that the champion got pinned, you know, yeah, in a, a, yeah. a non-title match. And, you know, a tournament like this allows for, for that thing to happen, mm -hmm. and it sets up feuds down the road, you know, with, uh, like, Juice Robinson got pinned a couple times, setting yeah. up a couple uh, possible feuds coming up for the U.S. title. And then and then Omega with uh, the people. So who pinned him? It was, it was uh, Ibushi and uh, Ibushi, Toro Yano, which probably won't actually happen because Yano is a comedy guy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Tamahiro Ishii, and Ishii, which okay, which holy shit, Chris, have you watched their match no, for the tournament I yet? That one yet? Go back and watch that one because I think that's my match of the tournament. Those guys pummeled the fuck out of each other, and that wasn't with the IWGP title on the line. I know. Uh, I know both guys 
are, are going to raise the stakes for that match. We're probably going to see that uh, either at one of the destruction shows in September or King of pro wrestling in October. Um, but yeah, so, so goddamn good. And then the finals. Yeah. Uh, Tanahashi going for his third G one uh, going, you know, the one, 100 ace, Mr. New Japan going against the outsider, the freelancer, the dude who does all the crazy flips, Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Uh, Oh, but it just <laughs> it, it's it's hard to put into words. It was there, a mind blowing match. It was spectacular. Spectacular is a good word to describe. Yes, that is that is the perfect word to describe it. There's a lot of talk about Japanese wrestling fans about how they are quiet and they they you know they they pay respect to the match. Yes, that Budokan Hall crowd was electric from yeah. Jump Street. They were all in on that one. Yeah, from from Omega coming out with Ibushi to Shibata showing up in the That's corner right, yeah. of Tanahashi to some of the crazy sequences they did, like the, the fucking uh, punch and chop rushes they were doing against each other. Just slapping each other in the face. Yes, uh, including my favorite part where Tanahashi basically starts slapping Ibushi and Ibushi uh. starts backing in the corner like it's a horror movie. <laughs> like, oh my God. Uh, yeah. So fucking good. Just- yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of great moments in that match. And I think, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm new of really delving into New Japan. This was my yeah. first full Tanahashi solo match. Yeah, so I really got to see what that guy's made of. And wow, you know, he lives lives up to all the hype. Yeah, yeah, he is out of this world great. And and I will say this, I of the New Japan aces, you know, the top guys in New Japan, yeah. he's not my favorite, but. God damn, that guy could put on uh, just yeah. a barn burner of a match, and and like it, it, it's absolutely unfuckwithable. Just he's so good at pacing a match and putting together a match, being smart, and yeah, ah, uh, just I I I I'm almost without words. <laughs> and watching it, I and to be honest, even though with all of his accolades, I felt like Ibushi was going to win, and I was yeah. legitimately shocked when uh. When Tanahashi pulled it out to win his, is he the, the only person to win three? Uh, no, um, uh, Masahiro Chono has a record of five. Okay. Oh, damn. Uh, that's why he has the uh, nickname in Japan of being called Mr. August because of oh. how many G1 climaxes he's won over the years. Giggity. Um, giggity, giggity. Uh, but yeah, to have three, and now you have this story of um, basically, ok- uh, not Okada, excuse me, Omega is the new New Japan. He yeah. represents uh, uh, an Americanized worldwide form, expansion, worldwide style. Tanahashi is is the the torchbearer of yeah. what New Japan was. He is strong style, and we're going to see these two elements collide on the biggest stage at the Tokyo Dome on January fourth. I, I I mean, it, you, it, it's such simple planning and such simple storytelling but it's done so masterfully well and and i can't wait to see those two throw down so in winning it's 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 a basically an automatic title shot headlining uh wrestle kingdom yes yes okay. he it's like the royal uh, rumble you win you headline wrestle right i will say in recent years what they've done is they've actually given the competitor a briefcase wonder where they got that idea <laughs> uh, and it sounds like Tanahashi's going to try to get that win back over Okada and defend the title shot against Okada. Um, I'm, I have a feeling that's going to tie into what Okada ends up doing at the Tokyo Dome. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. yeah. Cause it seems like they're building Okada to throw down with Jay White. So uh, we'll, we'll see how all that pans out. 
just fantastic weekend of wrestling. If you can track down those three matches, the three finals. Yeah, I'll get around to it at some point. Um, you, dear OG538 listener, throw your $9. You just throw PayPal money at them. Just 900 yen, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's less than $9. But still, <laughs> you can do that. Or you know what? Uh, here's, a, here's a pro tip for you. Daily motion. Just type in the name of the match. You'd be surprised what you could find out there. Yeah, you'll sit through a couple ads, but it'll be yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sit through a few ads, and next thing you know, it's Russian snuff porn. I mean, look, you're the one who listened to me, guy on the internet, about what you should look up in your search history. <laughs> you're the doofus here. But the important part is you need to back us on Patreon, because not only do you need to be dumb, but we need your money. Bye, everybody. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to the Rough House at Patreon.com slash the Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N seven lowercase C three lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph, he's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Summertime is upon us, and that means it's vacation planning time. Wyatt Family Bayou Tours is here to show you the true meaning of the South, the true meaning of fear, and the true meaning of leaving home. You will be given a sleeveless flannel t-shirt. You will be hogtied with tire chains. You will be given a burlap mask to wear while riding in a canoe made of bones sailing down a river of blood from non-believers eventually reaching the Wyatt family plantation where you'll undergo days of hallucinatory torture, violent cult initiation, and an intercontinental breakfast. Upon passing out from unspeakable pain, the one and only savior, Beret Wyatt himself, will scream you back to consciousness, where he'll explain to you, through his actions, that he is not just the eater of worlds, but the destroyer of asses. You will also get a limited edition t-shirt that reads, Bray Wyatt destroyed my ass and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. For an extra $14.95, you can get a commemorative photo with the Wyatt family in Bray Wyatt's Nana's rocking chair in a beatdown shed with alligators guarding it. Wyatt Family Tours accepts only human flesh as payment and Diners Club cards. Don't bother signing up. We're already on our way to deliver you and that supple little ass of yours to Mr. Bray Wyatt. Head over to wyattfamilybayoutours.edu for more info. Wyatt Family Bayou Tours. He's coming for that ass.